Hmm. Audacity is on. My sack is gone. I'll make do. another exciting episode of the megavision show the companion podcast to megavisions magazine where we chat about all the latest sega video game industry and pop culture news i'm chris the editor of megavisions and joining me this week is graham hello everybody we have scotty all hail the king of the monsters and as always we have rob with us as well how's it going man my name is sketchcraft who's this rob guy aka sketchcraft that's right all right, guys. How's it? Uh, how's everything been going? Sketchcraft, branding, branding as usual, buddy. Branding. Uh, <laughs> wrapping up issue eight. Matter of fact, I just stopped drawing the cover to do this podcast. So, Ooh, oh, dragon, right. dragons, dragons. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna. I was trying to get the lines done today, but they're gonna get done tomorrow because I have to do work time for work for work for work job game art stuff. So, um, but we'll have the lines on tomorrow. Tuesday I'll get the flats. Wednesday I should be done with colors. And then I'm gonna wrap up the last two or three layouts and hand it to you by Sunday. Sunday, Sunday is the, the plan. Ooh, will that be good, Chris? That would Hopefully. be amazing. That would be right. awesome. So, we yeah. are, yeah, we're 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 getting down to the wire here, but uh, everything's going okay, and I think uh, we'll we'll be able to make it in time for for too many games. Nothing else is gonna be dragging along. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, look, on, on the upside, we're, I've already got uh, Jess. Jessica is helping me with issue nine moving forward with all the, the, the issues. So she's already pulled screens for all the games for issue nine, and she's currently um, dropping screens into layouts right now. So we should be done with that phase somewhere around mid month, and then she can start. I'm going to teach her how to airbrush the layouts. So we're already ahead on issue nine. So, Ooh, yay. Awesome. That is very good stuff. Graham, what have you been up to? Uh, oh, I feel like I'm stepping on some toes here because uh, I seem to have exactly the same thing as Scotty. That's a uh, <laughs> I can uh, just echo, we'll tag team this garbage <clears throat> and not excellent. so garbage. So been playing quite a bit of uh, Team Sonic Racing since it came out. Garbage. Sorry, go ahead. And also went to see Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Oh, yeah. Godzilla. Yeah, which... Um, and I can. I, do you want me to? Do you want me to give my opinion on that now? Or? Do we want to do any spoilers? I don't know how. How mm. I don't know. It's spoilers if you've never seen a Godzilla movie in in your life, I guess. But whatever. I'd say don't give away like big plot details or anything. Yeah, like that, I, I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Either. I, mean, yeah. I, I well, I personally enjoyed the movie quite a lot. I preferred it way over the last one they did. Um, which... I genuinely forgot that I saw the 2014 <laughs> Godzilla until they until they started showing flashbacks of the family and stuff. Because I was like, I don't remember Eleven in this. Oh wait, she was younger, and I guessed in the movie too, sort of or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I kind of forgot all about that movie as well. I I didn't know I'd seen it, but I just forgot exactly what happened. I forgot what the monsters looked like, and then they sort of showed it, and I was like, oh yeah, that was a thing. Um, yeah but yeah i really enjoyed this this is more what i was expecting a bit more uh monster fighting and as far as i'm aware it's a bit more true to the original source material in certain ways this one i've got a friend who i went with who's a bit geeky on godzilla 
and she was telling me about all the different monsters and stuff that show up and like oh yeah this is this is, yeah and i was like wow okay didn't know this was a whole thing but yeah uh what did you think scotty um i dug it i thought um i didn't give two shits about the family the human family uh that they kept trying to have this plot revolve around and it just doesn't matter um <laughs> but yeah the monsters look great the fights were pretty cool i could have used i was i was expecting a giant something or other at the end but i won't say what um there were a lot of hints towards other things that are yeah. probably gonna happen somewhere but uh i thought the battles were good i thought godzilla looked cool i thought um i thought uh yeah it was just good it was just fun and like more we need more monster movies yeah i i think they got the human elements a bit better in this one as well I'm not saying it's yeah. perfect yet but it was better than the other ones basically like some of them were too much about all the humans and stuff, whereas this was, had a good mixture of the humans and the monsters, I guess. And I always feel like the like... humans are the worst part of these movies. Yeah, and pretty the much. The more you can keep them out of the way, the better. They, yeah. like, <laughs> Shin Godzilla had... Whoops, sorry. Shin Godzilla, I don't know if anybody saw that, had way too many... I guess it was a satire on how slow Japan is to react to things and whatever else with the military and everything, but it was just way too many uh things around the humans and eventually godzilla and everything but i did uh, see that it's basically takes place mostly in an office space it does yeah um but no this one was good and it made things you know simple enough that uh with the um echolocation and all that nonsense and everything else and it was just there were so many things that was happening that even when the humans and the world acknowledges that all these titans are alive there's still parts where i had to be like I'll let that go. That doesn't make any sense, but if I'm going to let that bother mm -hmm. me in a Godzilla movie, I should probably just stop having fun with life. So. Right. You have to suspend <laughs> your disbelief quite a bit just to get into these movies, but they're they're there to have fun with. And yeah, exactly. I'm really excited. I haven't seen it yet. I, I, I wanted to go yesterday, but we just didn't have time to be able to make it, so I'm hoping it goes sometime this week. Yeah. And it's um, funny, apparently on Rotten Tomatoes, all the critics' reviews are like sort of, you know, 10%, and all the, like, watch other like user reviews or whatever are like 80 90 percent or something it's uh, yeah all i'll yeah. say chris is stay uh there's a bit after the credits oh yeah yeah there's an end credit scene well they did also announce king kong versus godzilla coming was it next year i think some, some uh oh did they have a date for it i remember just like them saying it's a thing or it will happen i think they said 2020 it's some and maybe a, a time like a a seasonal whether it's summer or fall or something like that i thought i saw something online. oh okay cool cool excellent which that would be very very cool to see yeah. um rob i actually uh skipped over you uh earlier because you have you have a new gadget that you want to talk to us about and i'm actually really excited to hear about it yeah i'm almost afraid to you know because like the problem when you start telling people about how much you love vr it's kind of like telling them how much you love church and you're like, oh, fuck this guy. Oh, you know God. what I mean? Here we go like, again. Oh, he's trying to convert me and take my money. And I'm trying to save my money for PS5 or PS Pro version 18 or Pokemon. I don't know. You know, this is funny because you, know, you get all excited and everyone. All I know is that I, for, for, for a year since Facebook uh, announced the Oculus Quest, which everyone knows is a wireless standalone all-in-one VR set. I've been like, that's the one I'm going to get because I had the DK2, which I bought the second development kit back in 2014, I want to say, right? 14, 15, I can't remember, 14. Um, and I've held out on getting a, 
a more advanced set because of the price. I'm not spending. I, I actually once had five thousand dollars put together to put it together VR rig Ooh. when the vibe was coming out, and my wife looked at me, and I was like, "She's like, you can either you know buy a house or you can buy this VR rig," and I'm like, "Fuck, I'm never gonna hear the end of it." We can you live. But <laughs> your defense should have been like, "We can live in a VR house." <laughs> uh, look, look, I made that joke, and oh no, guess guess who was sleeping on the couch for a week? So. But you I had your request with you. <laughs> yeah, well, not at the time. Oh, so, no. uh, we bought a house. Suffice to say, the price point I came to three or four years ago was 500 bucks. I want an all-included set, 500 bucks. Had to be six degrees or six off, six degrees of freedom, which means that you can move around. It's got head tracking. You look in, you see things closely, the whole bit. I figured 10 years it would take them. They got it done in five. Uh, so I got this thing. I, I pre-ordered it the day it came out. I bought the 128 gig version because I love 3D movies, and I have bought a I have almost every 3D movie that's worth owning on Blu-ray, and I've ripped them all, and I put them all on my Quest. So I can got my little IMAX theater, and I watch the 3D movies. But more to the point, um, I work out with this thing now, at least an hour every day, and I'm gonna tell you guys, like you're never gonna want to go to the gym again. Like, like once, once you do 25, 30 minutes of Beat Saber, another 25, 30 minutes, they've got this app called Box VR, which is definitely more of a training regiment than uh, a straight game. But you will work up a giant's. I mean, literally, you'll be soaking in sweat by the time you're done. So um, I got these face plates that are all leather that clean down and the whole thing. It's amazing. It's the coolest system I've owned. I've been this excited to own a system since I got the Nintendo 64, and I was like, 3D games are changed forever. Like 3D, I was I was an analog converter conversion convert convert back in the day. All my friends had PlayStation and they were playing, you know, racing games. I'm like, if it doesn't have an analog stick, I'm not using it. Fuck D pads, you know. <laughs> I was so <laughs> I worked at a toy store and I was like, if you don't, haha, Sega Saturn sucks until I played, you know, you know. <laughs> then I realized, oh, okay, it's not all about just the 3D, you know. Um, I've calmed down. But the quest is amazing. Like it works as great as you would think it would, uh, even better in many ways. So sometimes the tracking gets a little off. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Like it's, I put it this way, you know, remember way back in 2005 when the DS and the PSP came out and everyone was like, the PSP is a portable PlayStation 2 and the DS looks like dog shit. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Who won, right? Right. Right. So the thing with VR is very simple. You don't want wires, man. You know, you just don't want them. You don't need them. You don't want them. When you got the mute, the 3D audio on this thing is so good. That when you're playing, like, like I, I go into my garage, I, like, um, I, I work out in my living room, but when I want to play big VR game, like the Star Wars or Robo Recall or Super Hot, I pull out both my cars and I just open up my garage and I got 15 feet in every direction. And I'm going to tell you, man, I went, Galaxy's Edge opened up this week, but I went to Star Wars three or four times. <laughs> <laughs> I physically looked up at Darth Vader. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Like, it's so great. I haven't been... I haven't geeked out this much. I mean, like, you know, I mean, remember when we were younger and it felt like every time we turned around, we were seeing the future. Like, oh, that was, those visual effects are the future or uh, DVDs are the future. Or the Internet's the future. And now we're just praying there is a future. Right. <laughs> like, we're all hoping. <laughs> God, I hope there's more, more than a year or two left on the planet. Uh, but with VR, you definitely feel like you've gone to the future. 
And so uh, I, I know Facebook gets a bad rap, right? And I'm not going to defend it, but this is this is a fucking treasure to own. Like it is the coolest thing I have probably ever owned in my entire life. So um, yeah. What 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 are like the the actual visuals like and stuff on that? Because that's one thing I've never really. What do you mean? Like like I guess like can you compare it? Will you compare it to say like I don't know like an xbox 360 or or like a ps4 sort of thing like like visually like is it i'd say it's closer to like a ps2 you know okay but you got to remember it's displaying the games twice right yeah so it's not it's it's it's, i i say it's it reminds me the 64 because when the 64 came out look i didn't think the the 3d graphics were as good as say mario world right I didn't look at Mario 64 and go, look at how vibrant the colors are and the design mm. of everything. So much better than Super Mario World. But it had immersion. I yeah. felt like I went to the goddamn Mushroom Kingdom. I couldn't describe it to my friends. When I played Wave Race, it wasn't a jet ski game. I felt the waves and there was no rumble yeah. back. Right? You could feel it. You felt like you really jet skied. You were having an amazing time just with the gameplay. That's what this is. Okay. So, cool. yeah, and, no, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that that I'm pretty excited about that, actually. Like, I kind of had the same thing with the N64 as you did from the sounds of it. I, that was one of the consoles. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing, everything. And I can appreciate that, yeah, it's not all about, like, having the best, best, best graphics. If it's making you, if it's connecting you with the game a bit more in a different way, that's really cool. But, yeah, I was just really curious on, like, how it looks. And- Especially because other vr systems you need seem to need to have a really powerful PC to run them or something. And I don't know, but... Yeah. I'm not a mobile. Uh, two two points on that, Graham. It's one. I'm not a mobile game guy. I've yet to mm-hmm. find one, only mobile game I've ever played that I, that was made for mobile that I enjoyed was The Room. Right? You ever play that game where you get like a box and you got to pull out contraptions and stuff and like you pull things out using your fingers? Uh, mm-hmm. There's a million no. of those kinds of puzzles in the Star Wars game where I'm like, they took The Room and put it in VR. It's so <laughs> fucking amazing, right? Because uh, so there's that, but but the quest uses the Snapdragon was it 385 some fucking ship and they're like it's not the most fastest ship but i'm like look if they can take all this development people have done for mobile in terms of you know optimizing graphics but put it in vr now you can get me behind you know the games it's not the the lack of graphics on a phone that bother me with games mm-hmm. it's the touchscreen interface that i could give a shit less about you know yeah. what i mean like it doesn't it doesn't feel like i'm touching or, or interacting with the games it feels like i'm just tap tapping my screen because that's what i'm doing um so there's that but what was that other thing i was gonna say damn it lost my train of thought um two with with the graphics and stuff uh ah, damn oh so i recommend there's a podcast is the was it the aiga chris the the um interactive games association todd ted price the president of insomniac hosts it generally more often yeah. than not and they do a podcast, and so they'll he generally interviews you know alumni in the industry big time. So they did Genova Chen from you know uh, um, Brain Farting Journey, you know uh, Flower. Uh, they had Amy Hennig on before she got when she was still working on Star Wars. But he uh, uh, about six months ago had Jason Rubin on. Jason Rubin helped found Naughty Dog, right? And so um, they were both working, you know, Insomniac. The ten them were working on Spyro, while Jason was working on Crash back in the day, and they were sharing technology. But Jason right now is the VP over at Oculus, and so this was last summer they were talking, and they were talking about this: the most advanced graphics don't don't really matter. In v, like he, 
he wasn't dismissing him, but what what Jason Rubin was making the point was that the games that we really appreciate, the games that we said were genre defining, you know, the games that we still look back, like at Crash or Mario 64, don't have, they were based on optimization, mm. not the most powerful graphics. And I have to go, I'm always, I'm just always been a big fan of optimization. Like, like Graham, you're from the UK. Are, are you familiar with the Amiga? Oh yeah. Yeah. Love the Amiga. You know that they still, those guys are fucking crazy, right? Like they love the Amiga to this day and watching what they can do on an Amiga is always so impressive. And one of the things that was amazing about the 64 was apparently programming for an Amiga was very similar to a 64. So in factor five, who they made uh, Mega Turrican on the Amiga came over to 64. They had all these tool sets and, and abilities to do. That's why the, the Factor 5 programming on the 64 is so awesome, like Rogue Squadron, their sound. Because okay. it was, yeah, it really transferred over. Um, and I remember reading a whole article with them. I can't remember. It was probably Next Generation Magazine at the time. So the Oculus to me is just, we need optimization, guys, in graphics, you know, in, in, in development and including at Megavisions, we need optimization. Like we're constantly, like, you know, we can't take six months to make one issue. So, um, but taking four years to just, you know, trying to produce a, 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 a piece of hardware that can produce the most realistic graphics don't mean much if, if that's all you're getting, right? So mm. you really just want a level of artistry you know, a level of, of technical ability, but the most important part of VR is immersion, being able to reach out, touch things, you know, feel like you're a part of that world. And, and I'm going to tell you guys, like that whole point and click adventure thing, you know, day of the tentacle in first person now being able to have first person adventures in VR, which is basically what the Vader immortal game is. That's the future of like just narrative gaming. I mean, I don't even know how to do like you gotta you look, it's like the matrix. No one can explain this shit to you. You gotta <laughs> you gotta go experience it for yourself. That's all I gotta say. There you go. Oculus Quest Lab. Awesome. I remember when someone was trying to explain to me what the Matrix was the first time, like right when it came out in the theaters. And I must have been in like eighth or ninth grade, maybe yeah, it was about eighth or ninth grade, and this kid was just trying to explain it to me, and he did the worst possible job. <laughs> like he just was like, he's like, anything could be the Matrix. That that pencil that you're holding, that could be the Matrix. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> it makes no sense whatsoever. Was, well, I'll, I'll let you know. I had to go to my father-in-law's funeral, which, by the way, is another reason why Mega Visions got delayed. But I'm not going to go and put that out, and everyone be like, we're sorry, Rob. Like I don't need, you know, I appreciate it, but I don't, I don't need to do that to people. But while I was there, I went and uh, read through uh, Blake Harris's History of the Future, the VR mm. book, which was his follow-up to Console Wars. He was kind enough to send me a copy, so I read it all the way through. So this is before I got my quest. And despite everything in the book, <laughs> VR is amazing! It's so good. And the book is awesome. The audio book is amazing. I listen to that as well when I draw, so it's on point if if you want like a uh, 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 a version of like console wars but with vr and you don't feel like reading get the audio novel it's like listening to an entire series tv series on i mean it's really quite it's really good so yeah i actually listened to quite a bit of the the audiobook version on console wars so i, I plan on doing the same thing with um history of the future it's just it's the only way I can I can actually read books these days. I hate it because I just don't have the time where I can actually just sit down and read in peace and quiet. I find that when I do that or try to, I just fall asleep. 
And so the yep. only way I can do it then is if I'm driving like to work and back or so I can, I can actually. Well, I will shut up and let you guys talk, but can I just quickly recommend a uh, separate topic an audio book that just came out? It's two hours long. Absolutely. Two it's, hours. Yeah. It's two hours. It's alien three, the original screenplay for alien three audio drama. Mm. They got Lance Hendrickson and Michael Bean back and they got this chick doing Sigourney Weaver. Uh, so good. I'm like, they got to do more with this. This, this lady is amazing. She sounds just like a young Sigourney Weaver. Lance sounds older, but it doesn't matter. Michael Bean sounds a little older, but it's fine. But it's the original Alien 3 screenplay. Uh, not the one that was actually shot. Quite good. Uh, very it totally came out of left field. Just I was on Audible getting the VR book, you know, and then I was like, "This is coming out." What? How did I not know? Was that so, like with the 40th anniversary or something? They just tossed that out, I guess. Has not been 40 years since Alien Three. Or some, no, but I mean, it was for the it was <laughs> God, for the first one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why they did it, but it's it's very, very, very cool. Holy crap! It probably is getting close to 40 years, isn't it? It's like 80. Close. Wow. 79. Holy crap, Jesus. <laughs> Man, that is, is not <laughs> Jesus. And welcome now to the my, my birthday has officially been broadened down. Welcome to my birthday last year, Chris. <laughs> I know, I know. Every year it's like, oh God, it's and the kids today, just the, just to see different technologies that we grew up with that seem so foreign to this next generation. It it really goes to show like how old we are. And I don't I don't know if that's something our parents really dealt with that much where it's like they just grew up with stuff and it wasn't i don't know if it was like around much like it is for, for it was for our generation like take for instance like the rotary phone it's i mean when we grew up with that uh and you know we finally moved to the like the the actual like the digital numbers where you press it but I don't know if, about you guys, but I grew up with the rotary phone in my house. Yeah, yeah we had one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Snoopy rotary phone. I might add. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a video the other day where they tried to get these like two uh, two guys to to call someone on it. Oh, <laughs> I just seen that. Just see them like messing with it. It looked like um, it looked like it was like a double dare challenge or something. Yeah. They just couldn't do it. It's almost like trying to get someone to like start a fire with two sticks, and they're just like clacking them together. They had no idea what to do. Yeah, Something okay. I realized not well, sort of recently, but we're one of the last gen, well, probably the last generation to see every form of video recording like in action, starting with VHS recorders going to where mm. we are now. Whoa. Like actively, Whoa, you know, because we can all remember when we used a VHS based uh, camcorder and then going to like the eight millimeter things and then mini discs and whatever, and now our phones pretty much. So Nobody there you, there you go. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> Nobody. I was there. People were like, really? Really? Yeah. I, I, on the topic of the kids just not understanding our technology, like, you know, progression, I, I was at my friend's house the other day and he's got like two quite youngish kids, not, they're like six or one of them might be eight or something. I can't remember now. Um, and we're watching, I can't, I, for the life of me, I can't remember what movie it is. I walked in and basically there's a movie on from like the 90s, like, mid 90s maybe like before mobile phones were really a thing and something was happening like this person was getting chased or something and like the daughter was like like my friend's daughter was like mommy mommy why doesn't she just like call the police like she's like running down like she <laughs> or something. it's like oh they didn't have phones back then. It's just right. like, that's why they can never remake that we didn't have this this they just can't remake freddie and shit and jason movies and today or scream they have to... especially 
they have to set them in the the years they came out. You know, you Jason movie doesn't <laughs> work today. You got to set it in the eighties. Yeah, it's so funny. Uh, speaking of old technology, uh, Scotty, I think you picked up a few things. Uh, Great, <laughs> nice setup. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I, we don't, I don't normally do pickups or anything because I just don't really that much, uh, especially with recently moving. But I stumbled across a, a Dreamcast Twin Stick, and Ooh. I saw it on a shelf in a store. And uh, my girlfriend did not catch my eye at first, but it was one of those moments where my like my eyes bugged out, but I couldn't show my shock and amazement at the price because some clerk would have seen it probably. And uh, they wanted $75 for a Dreamcast twin stick. And I looked down and, oh, there's Virtualon Oratorio Tangram for another price, uh, 20, 20? I think it was 20, yeah. And so I'm just like, honey, babe, honey, 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 talk me out of this. I shouldn't do this. <laughs> and then I looked online, I'm like, okay, this twin stick is going anywhere from this much to like twice the cost. What should I do? And she's like, well, uh, not going to name the store, but my girlfriend did used to work for this place. And she said, just tell them it's your birthday and you didn't sign up for their membership card yet. And you'll get 20% off of all this too. They don't check your ID. I'm like, are you sure? I am not good at lying. I don't know if I should do this. And uh, so I walked up there and they're like, Oh, do you have one of our blah, blah, blah cards? I'm like, no, I don't. Uh, he's, and he's like, well, if it's, uh, you know, uh, the month of your birthday, you get 20% off. And he's like, when is your birthday? I was like, oh, it was May 18th. This was last week. And he's like, oh, what do you want to sign up for? I'm like, sure. And my girlfriend had to walk away because she started laughing. And oh, um, no. <laughs> so instead of paying like over $100 for a twin stick that is in the box in good condition and virtual on complete, uh, or to the boot, complete um it was like 85 dollars for both of them and i just walked out of there and i was like did that just happen did we just do that holy shit holy shit damn the man fuck this look at this look at this prize um i was pretty excited about that <laughs> we got so, a badass over here yeah i felt pretty good because i do not i oh boy first of all fuck retail working in retail sucks so anytime to screw over of anything like that i'm all for but um, I've not had a chance to sit down with it yet. I was looking up other games that work with it. Apparently, OutTrigger actually works with it. Um, and that's a game that's kind of on my to-grab list at some point. I don't have that one yet. Um, that was like a third person. Always, I don't know why. I always pronounce it OutRigger. Uh, <laughs> like, there... like a guy that rigs stuff outside. I don't know what, what, why I did that. I think there's two T's in it, aren't there? I think or, you're right. I think but, I just um, been pronouncing it wrong this whole time. And uh, I just yeah, now realized it, like this moment. Yeah, there's two T's. You just think like some dudes out on oil rigs with guns or something. Maybe um, like a parachute <laughs> rigger just hanging out outside. That game, when I learned of it, it it looked a lot like Anarchy Reigns to me, honestly, just with more gun-based stuff. Um, so I got to try that soon. Uh, but uh, I felt pretty good about that. And I also learned, I was just learning things left to write about the Twin Stick. That was never actually released in America. It was only put out in uh, Japan, I believe. So, really? Which is really strange because we still got uh, Virtual On on the Dreamcast over here. Um, so, yeah, that'll definitely pop up in the marathon. Uh, you can bet your boots. But that's outdated tech oh boy i had to like i felt like i was gonna have to explain myself because my girlfriend was like so what are you gonna use it with first i'm like oh honey it doesn't work with every game she's like 
what do you mean? <laughs> you just spent all this money. It's like, well, it'll be cool and it'll be a good site for the marathon and it'll be this. It's just, I, you, you helped me do this, so don't get mad at me. <laughs> this um, is on you. Yeah. So, and then along with that, and I've been playing Team Sonic Racing, and it's just ah, that game. Uh, it's, um, I haven't played it as far as Graham did. I wanted to like this game, and it plays fine. It feels good. Uh, the controls are solid. It's just like Sonic and All-Star Racing transformed in terms of controls. The AI is clearly rough and, and mm. randomly so. Um, the tracks are beautiful in this game, but they just don't feel inspired like Transform was. And I, you know, uh, since it's come out and since us recording this now, uh, I forget who it was, but someone at Sega came out to defend why they stuck with all Sonic characters. Um, and the reason was they wanted to keep the story how it was, and it would have made sense to have the other Sega characters. Oh, and I call God. ultimate bullshit on that <laughs> because I think that their reasoning, their actual legit reason, this is all speculating, was that they couldn't have figured out how to differentiate the carrier characters to make up the teams. Like you have Sonic tails and knuckles and Sonic speed tails is technique knuckles is strength or whatever. And then you have like shadow rouge and gamma and, you know, follows suit there. Um, which is also kind of funny though. They have pretty much Sonic heroes, like the lineup of the teams and the different crews, uh, not entirely chaotic, but the one mm. that was jarring to me and actually made me laugh out loud was team Rose from Sonic heroes was Amy Rose Big the Cat, and Cream the Rabbit, if anyone rem remembers her. But she's irrelevant now, and so she's been replaced by a bunch of voiceless chows. So <laughs> they basically like threw a bag of marshmallows in to replace an actual character, and I just thought that was hilarious to me. But I don't know. It feels like an overall downgrade from Transforms. For some reason, I want to keep playing, and I bought it on PC and PS4, so I'm part of the problem anyway. But... um Man, yeah. that game. I don't know. Like Graham, you played more of it. You have a great video of Sonic just fucking ramming you oh, off the God, road. Yeah, like yeah, there's something about the AI in that game. Like, um, even your teammates are kind of out against you. Sometimes when the teammates work, the, the I quite like the team based racing because you can can help each other out and sometimes the AI does help you. But yeah, because if you're in the front, you have a, a a thing going behind you, which makes sense. But it kind of bugs me that they just took out that drifting or not drifting, but like that split screen stream thing you could do with anyone. It has to be yeah. the guy on your team that's in front of you. But I think your AIs are always trying to like get behind you, but instead they ram next to you. I think that's what happened with you in that video. Yeah, maybe. yeah. It's, so yeah, basically I uploaded a video. I was doing an online race, a ranks online race, which surprisingly I actually found really hard to actually get onto them on the team based races. I've not done um, one yet. <laughs> Like I, it took me ages to to find to get matchmaking going for the for the non team based races. I found it really easy to get onto stuff, but the team based races for some reason people didn't seem to want to play them. Anyway, mm -hmm. I was doing a ranked one, and I'm not the best at this game. I can completely admit it, but I was winning for like two nearly two whole laps. I was winning this race. I was way ahead of everybody. I was like, this is amazing. My teammate was right behind me. Another teammate was a couple of places behind me. And basically, if you if your team does well, you win. You basically win the race. It's not just based on you winning; it's based on your whole team winning. Um, I was like, "This is great!" And then, like Sonic, just like he's using his slipstream behind me. He's on my team. He just I was going around a shortcut. He just rams into me, pushes me across the track into the main bit, straight into an ice pillar. Like this big ice pillar thing was standing there, and I was just like, lost my position, and like I couldn't. 
I couldn't get back because the AI is actually quite brutal. And they're like, just, AI... it's we're gonna have to include oh. the video in the description because it's great because you're doing fine, and then he's it's on an ice track. So Sonic, of course, goes snow problem or something like that, <laughs> yeah. and he literally comes into frame like sideways. Sometimes somehow he strafes in his car and just smacks right into you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was so glad I was recording at that point because I was just like, this is ridiculous. Um, so yeah, we can put that clip in. Yeah, it's on my social media profile. So yeah, I can upload so that. Good. But so I I do enjoy the game. I just think the AI is just too brutal. It feels like the game is pulling you back as you're playing it. Like yeah. it doesn't feel like you got the same speed as Transform to me. Like, no, Transform, not at all. like when you get fast, you're going fast, you keep going. But this it feels like even when you're going fast, it kind of pulls you back. There's been moments like I've been with Sonic, who's a fast character. For example on a on a straight bit of track with no speed boosters or anything and then like big the cat is pulling away from me and he hasn't got a speed booster either and i'm just like how how what <laughs> like it just doesn't make sense like i'm meant to be a fast character bigs a heavy character this yeah just that that just makes no sense to me so that kind of annoys me about the game but i do enjoy it the storyline is pretty terribly cheesy and kind of aimed at younger gamers but the, the online's fun, and there is fun to have in it. I just don't think it, yeah, as you say, it's not as good as Transformed. Um, and the, the or, weapons are super confusing, too. I still don't know what each of them does, like oh, it, based I, on what they look like anyway, unless they yell it right before <laughs> use it or something. It's no, bad. I, I do actually like the weapons, though, because it makes more oh, sense. Oh, yeah, they're fine, but I just can't tell, like, a rocket looks like just a orange vor version of the boost and the only thing that i know what it is yeah, is the cube understand. also because the announcer fucking loves that weapon um <laughs> he screams out all the weapons name but when it's the cube he's like cube, <laughs> like it's just ridiculous yeah yeah uh, Scott, you talked about the uh the, the storyline and and some of the reasons that sumo had with that but i don't know if you guys uh read this back in the day but we did an interview with uh with steve lysett i think his name was graham mm -hmm. um way yeah, back yeah. when when transformed uh had just released and we asked him about a storyline in the game and he told us that they actually had planned on putting more story elements in the game and the way they were basically going to 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 say how all these characters are from the same or like in the same place together from all these different series and universes is that uh there is some sort of thing that like uh their their timelines or their different universes got pulled together into this one place and there was like this this bad guy that's kind of you know the the one orchestrating everything and if you go back and play the game you can see that there's actually elements of that that's still in the game there's like there's stuff that's like floating and suspended like some of the the, the tracks are just like floating in air or like on it looks like they took chunks of like their planet and pulled it into this this other place oh, oh interesting yeah. and if you go back and 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 with that knowledge you go back and look at that game you can see that there but they scrapped it like towards the end of development and they just they they took out all the story elements but a lot of those set pieces and things are still there that makes uh, even that's even less of a reason for this stupid fucking story you have blaze and silver from different timelines they even address it in the story they're like how'd you guys get here like, oh he shot us an email through time and space i guess he's oh, got yeah. that power but here we are let's go race <laughs> yeah, the, whole, the whole story is this guy he's this alien creek character person um, who yeah, basically Dong, built these? Yeah, he's, um, he's made these special new cars as a special ultimate engine or something. Basically, your team-based racing helps power his ultimate engine. Um, 
or something and so he's got all the sonic characters together as a race as a team like you've got to race as teams and they will power this ultimate engine and of course robotnik comes on and goes hey that sounds like a cool weapon so he's gonna race as well and yeah you're right it's like yeah how did you get here well i sent a message to the future and got him here they are literally one phrase away from just using alternate dimensions just bring fucking knights and shinobi and everyone god damn it god yeah. damn it <laughs> yeah the story is just it's so childish as well because like throughout the whole thing it's like i'm not sure i trust the dumb pa but we'll just race anyway guys and stuff. <laughs> it's just like oh my god yeah it's like yeah this this guy is clearly working with robotnik and stuff oh my god mm. oh. <laughs> man um, it's fun but i just like the transformed aspect made those tracks so beautiful with how they would go from, you know, racing alongside the edge of a volcano to flying through the volcano to, you know, mm. all that. I just, I just feel like it was a serious downgrade and I'm, I'm bummed about yeah. that, but the, how... the soundtrack is great. Um, mm. More so if you're super familiar with the Sonic, uh, just the Sonic soundtracks of old and new because of the remixes and like the, I mean, there's a full fledged Sandopolis remix, which is basically just Jun Sonoy doing a guitar solo over the entire song. It's great. <laughs> yeah. And I do actually think some of the tracks are really well designed. I don't know how far, how many tracks you've played on, but I'm in only the third world or something. So I haven't okay. done much outside of like online play with the ice and the Robotnik themed levels right, really. Okay. Yeah. Cause so. there are some really, really well done tracks. The first few I didn't really like that much. Yeah. The first kind of... few are confusing. You can't tell what's a hazard and what's not sometimes too. And, and some of them are repeating from transformed or all stars racing. Oh, right. Like, the couple, there's like two or three that like are just ripped out basically. And they're like, Oh, okay. I'm just playing this track again great that's that's fine but yeah and th that's the other annoying thing about the story there's not enough tracks in the game for the amount of sort of races they want to have in the story it's like the yeah. first two or three sections of the game you're doing the same tracks over and over again and it's only till like the last few you really get to play on all of them and you're like oh wow these are actually really cool um so yeah so i mean if you just really want to play the game just switch to like grand prix mode or whatever and you can just do that like play that Mario Kart stuff. It just doesn't feel like the love went into this like it did for Transformed overall. Like it feels like this came out because it had to. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can understand that. One good thing though is it's a lower price point, so it's actually Deep. quite encouraging. <laughs> and oh, to answer a question from last podcast, you know when we were talking about because we never actually answered it, we we're, talk, uh, we're talking about which game, which version should I buy? Oh, geez, I forgot again. Yeah, yeah, yeah we like <laughs> got to the end of the, we got to the end of the podcast. I completely forgot we didn't mention it. I ended up getting both the Xbox One and the Switch version, and I've played the Switch version for like ten minutes, and I just play the xbox one version basically the switch version's fine but i don't know the heart i just play by like doing the drifting and stuff with the little switch controller is not comfortable at all so yeah xbox one version is what i've been going for interesting um, uh, my yeah. last thought of it is like i feel like the team aspect and like the the way you use weapons and build up that meter i feel like that's almost a little too complicated for kids like i had a hard mm. time grasping it at first like you have to share items to build your boost and then if you are playing with other humans, it works better to use your boost team attack thing at once. And which is, that's all it is. The, the team attack thing is just a turbo. That, that, that's it. Yeah, basically. So, yeah. That, I, I think that's a crucial thing that I think about the game. The story and stuff's aimed at kids. The gameplay is not aimed at kids at all. It's yeah, it's very jarring. It's a tough game. And the, yeah, as you say, the team-based thing, I think especially younger gamers just wouldn't really get it. And there's no like, assist mode or anything like that that they had in Mario Kart 8, right? I no, don't feel no. like it. 
no as far as i'm aware there's not and like i've been playing on the easiest setting and you know you just get beat down every time and stuff yeah it's i will just, say that about mario kart uh, just, yeah uh, um <laughs> i was just gonna say i will say that 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 the the assist mode and and all the other things that they had aimed at younger kids to be able to to help them play with you know their older siblings it was a was a big deal because for Odin he wanted to be able to play that game with uh with his bigger brothers and sisters and yeah. if, if he didn't have that there's no way he could play I mean he was maybe about four at the time so you know he was still understanding how to even play video games and stuff but you at you put that on there and he's actually it it helps him a lot and he was actually able to play with them and have fun uh, and he continues to play that game today, and he's actually pretty good at it today, so he doesn't necessarily need to use it, but it just helped him just kind of uh, bring him into that game, and yeah. and he enjoyed it, and, and if he was just getting demolished and finishing in last place all the time, he, he wouldn't have wanted to keep playing, but because they had that, he kept into it, um, and I tried to let them play Team Sonic Racing. Uh, we got the Xbox One version, and they played it like a few races, and they're like, eh, like, <laughs> like, I don't yeah. care about it. Like, I'd rather play Mario Kart. Yeah, and that's the same. My girlfriend's played Mario Kart Eight, and she doesn't really like, she doesn't play games. And because it had the assist mode, as you say, she actually really enjoyed it. And we were playing for like a good day or so, just like constant. We never really play games together, so she was really enjoying it and getting involved. But yeah, I haven't even tried her on this one yet because I don't think she'd be. She's played the All Stars games, and she kind of got them. But yeah, I think yeah, she wouldn't get this one. Yeah, but yeah, can, so, I, yeah. Uh, can I chime in? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Not if you like the game. How dare you? No, go ahead. <laughs> as long as you're not gonna say anything good about it. Well, I'll just go back to when we talked about this game at E3 last year, when mm-hmm. when, when Chris and Marcin and I played it. It sounds like it's the exact same game, you know, just with some useless story thing they threw in. I, I always like it when they make an excuse like we couldn't give you more features because we had to fit canon. This mm-hmm. reminds me of when like. Star Wars. Remember, we all wanted a Star Wars fighting game in the '90s. We're like, we played Street Fighter, we played Mortal Kombat. We're like, wouldn't this be great with Star Wars characters? Mm-hmm. And the excuse was, it won't work because it just was not going to fit in the canon. And at the time, I, I just remember just arguing with my friends, like, who cares about canon, like in a fighting yeah. game? You know, like it doesn't. Does any of this shit vaguely make any kind of real sense? It's just, it's just, it's just fun. So then they finally came up with the Star Wars game. They had to make canon out of. It wasn't fun. They should have just made a fun. <laughs> does 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 the canon for Smash Brothers make any sense? Like, should it? No, it's fun. It's out of canon. It's fun. Mario Kart is fun. Uh, this game wasn't fun at E3. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. fun. And we were trying, and they had a little cart. We all took. Remember, we had we all took photos in the car, and Keith we Apicary was there. It was all a big yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, we were. Yeah, Chris was really putting on a sh- show to make it look oh. like we were supportive of that game. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, but Marson played. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's not good, man. Not I good. feel like I don't hate the game, and I think it, you can have fun with it. But yeah, just not as good as the All Stars Racing games, which. Yeah, it's just so hard to be excited about because All-Stars, like, I'm not even a big racing guy, uh, and I kind of suck at them. The car racers here and there, but, like, Sonic All-Star Racing Transform is hands down my favorite racing game of all time. So, I don't know. Wow. It it has, it's just fun, and the characters, and when Ages was in there, I just, that blew my mind, and I loved it, and, oh. (laughs) I will say it's, it's better than I thought it was going to be. But mm. it's a, definitely a step backwards from Transformed. It's, yeah, it's yeah no, that's a problem. So, 
Um, I think that's that's probably what most people would 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 say about it at this point. So yeah. Um, well, that was our Sonic or Team Sonic Racing piece. <laughs> we were going to have that after the Melsack, but we ended up uh, doing that out of uh, out of turn. So that's okay. Uh, I what guess, have you well, been doing, Chris? Well, I was going to skip it. Uh, I wasn't going to talk about it, but I guess I can really quick. So it was this was literally like right before we came and started uh, recording the podcast. Uh, my wife was flipping through Netflix and she was just trying to find a movie. She came upon this movie called Gerald's Game. Have you heard of it? Nope. No. It came out, that's I guess. The, uh, that's the short from Pixar, right? Where you play <laughs> yeah. yourself? It probably, it, maybe they, they, they adapted it. Uh, it's, it stars uh, Carla Giugino. You guys familiar with her? She's the, the mom from uh, uh, The Haunting of Hill House. Have you guys seen that? Nope. Oh, it's such a good series. You got to watch it. So anyway, it's about this uh, husband and wife. And they're trying. They they plan on and doing like having a like a weekend getaway, that like getaway from the the stresses of life or whatever, and, and try to like reinvigorate their marriage or whatever. So they go to this like really nice, you know, uh, place in Alabama, uh, and they are about ready to like have sex, and the husband uh, takes out some handcuffs and puts them on the wife. Um, fast forward to you know some foreplay and everything the husband has a heart attack and dies like falls on top of her and so she's stuck she's stuck uh handcuffed to this bed and i'll say this like the that movie took turns that i did not think was going to happen like i thought going into it it was some stupid like drama and i was like oh god like i don't want to watch this and she's like i watch sliders with you three days out of the week <laughs> and you're not you won't watch my, and i was like okay fair uh, enough you got me out the sliders card i had to <laughs> I drop sliders um and so i'm like fine I'll, I'll sit here and watch it oh my god this it's this movie is a freaking like horror i had no idea it got so creepy at one point there's the dog that comes into the room they they see it early on as they're driving and it's like this this uh, runaway dog and it's like eating like a, a a porcupine or something. I don't know. It's some roadkill. The dog finds his way into the house and starts eating her husband, oh, her dead husband. Ugh. And then she starts having like a psychotic breakdown. And so she sees a version of herself who talks to her and then a version of her husband. And they're both talking to her and like telling her like what to do and stuff. And then there's this, um, uh, this weird creepy guy that stands in a corner with glowing orange eyes. And there's all these flashbacks. The reason why I bring up uh, um, the haunting of Hill house, it's weird because uh, the kid who, the kid who played Elliot in ET is her husband in the haunting of Hill house. And he's in, I, I thought and, you were going to say he plays the dog. I was like, yeah. what? He is what Elliot. Elliot. Elliot's spirit is now occupying this dog, but and, he's eating the dad. I don't know. And if the dad's name is Elliot and he's eating Elliot, then it's, I would watch that tonight. It's so like, weird. But there's a lot of characters in this, uh, the same actors that are in Haunting of Hill House are also in this movie. So I was sitting there at one point, I'm like, what if this is like a prequel to the Haunting of Hill House? It's all just this fucked up stuff going on. And E.T. Yeah. Anyway, this is a really weird movie. If you guys want to uh, just see something just way out of left field, uh, it there is some gore in it that I actually had to turn away from. 
Like, oh, I, wow. I won't, I won't explain it, but I was like, Oh my God. Like I, I don't want to watch this. This is actually like really getting to me. And I'm a big fan of horror and stuff. So, and it's a Netflix original too. And oh, wow. I, it, it really surprised me. It was really, really good. <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, on IMDb, the, the first few plot keywords are Stephen King based on novel fight for survival, Lake house dog. Wow! <laughs> so Fantastic. that plays a big part in this. This clearly, I love it. Yeah. So maybe give it a chance if if you're interested in in, in a a weird horror movie that oh, wow. it like the the setup you're not going to expect anything, and where you go at in the end of the movie is just like holy crap! It won some so, awards apparently. Yeah, and I didn't spoil like any of the the, the real twists or anything. Um, it's all there's some really cool stuff that happens and I won't say anymore, but go check it out. Gerald's game. Cool. cool. Um, now what? Now <laughs> you got to get your sack out, buddy. Oh, I have no problem doing that. All get right. The mail sack. And just uh, move stuff around here. Okay. And actually Graham wants to address one uh, from our previous episode, which was uh, Mr. Haru asking if we had any last predictions for the Sega Genesis mini that, would make it an even stronger contender against the SNES Classic. So, Graham, what did yeah. you have to add to that real quick? So, yeah, so last week I came up with something, and afterwards I thought about it. I was like, why didn't I say this? I mean, this, I guess this is more, it's not really much of a prediction. It's more of a, a dream world scenario that I reckon would make it a very strong contender against the SNES Classic, maybe even better in some respects, which would be having not just having sega genesis or mega drive games but having sega 32x and cd games on it like built in oh because that should be possible surely. i guess Emulation technically for... it is still sega genesis yeah mega drive whatever yeah they're just the add-ons for it but having like full-on 3d games which you know i know the snes had some sort of did have like fx chip for like um uh what was it the star fox game was it star Wing? was it called star wing or something i can't remember the, the first sort of star fox game and stuff but it didn't really have some of the other games Wing commander like... no in the, wait, in wait, the UK, i'm totally lost now in, guys in the uk the star fox is called Starwing, so oh. it's star fox oh, is it just called star fox on the yeah. okay brilliant yeah. perfect yeah in the uk we changed the name for no reason i don't know why <laughs> um hero turtles yeah, like yeah here in teenage mutant hero turtles not ninja yep. for some reason because ninjas are violent and heroes yep. aren't i don't and know star anyway. foxes yeah <laughs> that's why we got rid of the metric system because it's violent yeah <laughs> sounds right um anyway yeah i just think the idea of having like you know like games like um uh, like you can have knuckles chaotix which is you know one of those sega games that like most sega fans want to get but it's really hard to get hold of um, yeah like calibri you could they could even do like a deal with like star wars arcades you have virtual fighter virtual racing there's some other great games on there like there's a Spider-Man game, uh, Web of Fire, which is really expensive to get. It's really rare to get hold of, but yeah. And then like you got like you know the Sega CD games, like Sonic CD, Shining Force CD. I don't know. There's there's a whole there's a crap load of them. Actually, some of them are really good. I just think that would just make it a better offering, basically. It'd be something that none of the other retro systems have done because like none of them, you know, you can't you can't really get 32x games outside of illegal emulation and having to pay money for the add-on and stuff which is still pretty expensive so yeah i just think that would be a really cool thing i don't know what you guys think is that a crazy idea or um i think there are certain 32x games that more people should have legal access to it would be kind of cool 
with Knuckles Chaotix and just other, yeah, Calibri is another weird one that I'm sure a lot of people would not care about because it is so weird, like Echo, and that it has no direction or like guidance, I should say. Mm. Um, but you know, I that could be cool. I think it would be neat. And for some reason, that's a selling point on the Poly Mega somewhere. But um, yeah, I was going to bring that up. So, oh, uh, well, damn it. Go ahead. <laughs> and you were going to go as uh, uh, Chris. Well, I was just going to say that uh, I, th I think the Polymega will eventually address that and, and bring those, you know, those 32X and Sega CD games to that. But I, I, I think that's actually a pretty good idea, Graham. Um, I don't know, you know, how many games, because we're only getting, what, like 40? So, I mean, mm -hmm. I would I would, I would really kind of pare down the amount of 32X and Sega CD games that we get on there. But I think there, you could definitely pick five or six out of both of those and get some really good games that you could throw in there. And I'm not sure how big of a selling point it would be, certainly for the hardcores out there, maybe not so much for the general audience. They'll be like, Oh, I've never even heard of what a 32 X is, but, um, <laughs> but I do think it would be kind of a neat, neat idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, hopefully someone from Sega's listening and they'll change their mind and they'll add all the stuff. <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> listening and they'll change it. Uh, you, so you, you slay me, Grant. I love having you here. You know what I mean? He's the <laughs> eternal optimist, and that's what yeah. I love about him. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, like, but let's be honest. First off, who owns the publishing rights to the 20 games that did appear on the 32X? I'm a huge fan of Shadow Squadron. Who owns that? Oh, my God. I love that game so much. Yeah. yeah. And especially, <laughs> I've said many times, if you do co-op, it has this co-op mode that basically makes the game the last Starfighter, um, where one person flies what? and one person shoots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Shadow I Squadron. did not know it had a co-op mode. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I just used to play my last Starfighter soundtrack on repeat at a CD player, and I would play that game with my friend. We would just play last, and it's, you know, shitty 3D, so you're like, it's just like the last Starfighter. <laughs> so... <laughs> But I mean, like, I just, guys, we're just giving, like, I love Sega, right? That's why we do all this stuff here. But let's be honest, modern Sega, like, they're not, you know, you know, like, they're not going to do any of that. They should. They should. I mean, how many times, Chris, I bug you, got to be what, every other week or so with Shining Force stuff, right? For two oh, years yeah. now. Yeah, it does. It, every other week, guys, I bug Chris. <laughs> for no reason. Last time, it was, I found this guy did a symphonic, um, a synthesizer symphonic redo of Shining Force 2's score. It's really quite good. Um, and I was like, why don't they just remake the content from Shining Force 3 using the Shining Force 2 engine, but then do a symphonic score for all the three games and release them as Shining Force Saga? You know what I mean? Like mm. on the, in the an eShop and PS4 and whatever. You know why they won't? Because they, they suck. That's why. <laughs> they have no vision over there. Like, they just, like, the best. The Sonic Mania is so good because someone got the fuck out of the way of people who cared. Right? And I got a feeling <laughs> Streets of Rage 4 is the same thing. Right? Those guys were making, was, was it Lizard Cube? Those mm. guys are making an amazing game and no one's fucking touching it. You know? But look at, uh, look at Transform. Right? So... Um, and when it comes to these these hardware things, like the look look here, I'm not gonna pick on Sega. Let's pick on Sony. Look at the PlayStation Classic. This is the only time in my entire life. I'm 40 years old. My only time in my entire life where I pre-ordered and canceled within 24 hours of something wow. <laughs> because I was so excited. To, I'm gonna PlayStation Classic. I want the box. I want the little place. And then it came. The games came. Got announced like within 24 hours. 
And I realized they don't give a shit. And I just canceled it. <laughs> you know, and it turns out that that the damn Super Nintendo classic plays the PlayStation ROMs better than the PlayStation Classic. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, yeah, they hack they hack the SNES Classic and it's more powerful and it runs PlayStation oh ROMs better. I know, it's so ridiculous. So um I would love if they would just package as much as they can onto that thing from 93 to what 95 was the Sega Saturn, right? Yeah, 90, 95. 91. We could start with, let's just say we could just start with Sonic the Hedgehog because Altered Beast doesn't count. And then we could start there. And from 91 to 95, put stuff from the the the, the Genesis, the Game Gear, Sega CD, and 32X on there. And look, then you'll get me to spend some more money on a Sega product. But until that day, I mean, they just, they're not going to pay it. They, they, for the love of God, when people complain about the look of Sonic in this movie, Sega Sega corporate was like, not our problem, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not our movie, you know. <laughs> so it's I I wish guys, let's think about this really quickly. Do you think like if Nintendo bought Sega tomorrow, all got all the actual Sega IP, right? Do you think Nintendo would do a better job with this than Sega? Like seriously. Mm-hmm. With what do you mean with the man- like re-releasing hardware? Like I know okay. Nintendo's online sucks. I get it. They're they're in the Stone Age. They don't understand. But when it comes to packaging old product together, you know they. I feel they would get this. Yeah, I kind, I kind of get what you mean. Yeah, they do seem to. Yeah, they do seem to cater more to the actual fans, like properly. They think about it and go, "Oh, this would actually be cool." Where Sega's like, "People love Sonic. Let's." all the sonic games on here but not sonic and three and knuckles let's just leave those too hard or whatever we still can't get sonic spinball anywhere right i feel like that was on right something, wasn't uh it? that was on the last collection i think the collect but what hardware like mm-hmm. some weird disc thing right so i don't know what about eternal champions and the, the two spin-off games were those ever remember one and two i'm and still hoping two... eternal champions is going to be announced for this thing because of fucking Chris, I've gone on Eternal Champions. Like, I gotta learn everything about this fucking game because he's gonna quiz me, you know? Like, <laughs> like it's goddamn Eternal Champions Double Dare, you know? Yep, and I'll yep. take the physical fucking challenge, you know? Like, like I'm gonna lose the fucking game when we oh, all man, meet you up. Just give me a great idea now. <laughs> Can I he's name the cost- game show? Can I name it Eternal Champions of the Spotless Mind? <laughs> Clash. I didn't realize there was more than one Eternal Champions game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Neither oh, did most no. of America. Oh, no. Man. Here we go. <laughs> there were two games, plus there were two spinoff games. They actually did two side-scrolling games what? featuring characters from that game. I remember playing them vaguely and just being like, what? You know, like, who cares? But they made them. I can't remember it was on the cd or if it was a game gear thing or sega saturns but there was there was two spin-off games no way oh my god yeah. okay that kind of excites me though actually because yeah. uh, <laughs> i'm I making quite... this shit seem way better than it is okay? <laughs> <laughs> wow okay i'm gonna look at that after the show let me, I think. Let me give you an analogy you'll understand okay uh, from your country like i can talk i can talk up uh, banana man 
like you wouldn't fucking believe, right? When he <laughs> eats a banana, he gets piles of banana man, right? I can get Americans super excited for this fucking concept. No one cares, right? Right, Greg? Right? Like, it's fucking banana man. Like, I wanted the hell out of banana man growing up. So I'm, I'm with you right? guys. I love yeah. banana man. I had no idea that way down in America. That's brilliant. I love it. Yeah. Banana man and super Ted. I can just, you know. Oh, super yeah. Ted. Yeah. Right. See? Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. They're not that impressive, yeah. though, you know. That, that's my whole childhood, man. That's my whole childhood. <laughs> um, the spinoffs, for what it's worth, were Chicago Syndicate and Experts. So drink that in, I guess. Oh, I've heard of Chicago is Syndicate. Uh, is it that, oh. is Chicago Syndicate, is that the side-scrolling or is that that racing game? Um, Chicago Syndicate is on Game Gear and it, it just says... Oh, shit, I have that. An alternate reality from the internal yeah. champions universe. Chris, you didn't even know that's a spinoff game. Well, shit! I got my Game Gear games over here. Let me let me look at this. It doesn't really say what kind. Of... Oh, oh, it's Adler right here. It's a fighting game. That's another fighting game. But Experts was also a fighting game. I think that I'm came out late it. in the Genesis life because that had that weird uh, Vector Man style. Six, jeez. Yeah, that had that weird Vector Man like style. Oh, that was graphic. a beat em up. Yep, it was a beat em up though. Experts was <sighs> learning so much today. Hey. I had to work at a toy store to play these games. You understand what I mean? That's how I know. That's wow, how I found out because I, I was working at a toy store and they put me in charge of the games. Shocking, right? And I just sat there reading the backs of the packages when we had nothing to do. And I'm like, this is an Eternal Champions game. <laughs> so I would just rip it open and put it in the demo unit because who cares? you know? <laughs> and that's how I played them. Banana Man bothers me. <laughs> Why? I looked him up. He doesn't look like a hero at all. He looks like an asshole. God damn it. He's amazing. <laughs> um, anyway, that was a question, and here's another one. Um, <laughs> I completely lost my spot. Okay. In the Discord, Saturn Memories says, give me your least favorite Sega game that still has a great soundtrack. And I will start this off. Actually, speaking of 32X, um, Tempo has a pretty solid soundtrack. It's got that grimy, like, bass-infused Genesis kind of stuff, but Tempo is just hard and, like, bullshit. It's a platformer, and it's way too difficult for its own good um but i dig the soundtrack and another one i don't dislike the game but i suck at it space channel 5 has a great soundtrack but i am mm. trash at that game yeah i can yeah, i'm with you on that actually <laughs> there you go yeah i'll probably so. ruffle some feathers saying this but i would have to say fantasy zone i've just i've never really got into the the gameplay it it seems okay but i really like the soundtrack and that's probably one of my lesser favorite sega games do you feel like you're not progressing because it doesn't really go like it can go in any direction or what do you why do you not like it i just it doesn't I, hook you yeah it's just the the, the gameplay is just kind of okay it's just it's mm -hmm. just one of those games that's that's kind of there but i i really do like the this the soundtrack to it i think it's it's fun it's really a beat and everything so um this is a hard question you know because it really made me sit there and start thinking like man like what what ones had a really good soundtrack but I don't really like it and so i ended up coming to that one uh, so yeah i mean like i could tell you games that i know are bad but i like the soundtrack like sonic r i know that game is bad but i love that stupid soundtrack <laughs> uh I love but that i game. also actually enjoy that game unironically so it's not bad to me even though i know it's not great yeah yeah i see yeah my one game that always jumps to my mind uh fantasy star one and two i hate those games i, I just <laughs> Especially Fantasy Star, the original one. I just I can't. How can you play hate it. the original? It was it was so cool. I, 
I think I think it's because I can't get past the first cave. I've been playing that, oh, trying yeah. to play that game for like twenty years, and I oh, when you're trying get, to like uh, the first uh, cave, I keep dying and dying, and I'm just like, fuck this game. I just I don't get it. I don't understand well, why it's so to, hard at the start. You have to take time. Like it's one of those games where you basically have to grind from the very beginning. Yeah, like, and that, just... I don't like RPGs where you have to grind. I don't mind if grinding sort of like one of those things that you kind of might have to do a little bit of. But it just seems that the very start is like wham. Stop that grinding. used to be my favorite part of playing RPGs when I was a kid. I just had <laughs> unlimited time. I would just sit there and just veg out and just go do battle after battle after battle. And there would be times where I would probably spend a good three hours of my life just doing nothing, just grinding. Oh, man. I, I never enjoyed that, really. But I love the soundtrack for those games. So, you know, sometimes I just sit in the town in Fantasy Star and be like, yeah, this is cool music. Um, but yeah, I, I need to play that game properly uh, again. I try and get onto it. But yeah, but that's regarded as a really good game by most people so i'm not sure if that really answers the question one game that i know is meant to be bad but i've never played but i know the music's quite good is superman on the mega drive or genesis um, well the, and also kind of the question is your least favorite so it doesn't have to be a game that you know oh, is okay. good it could that, that's i threw sonic r in there because i know people know that that game is like factually bad but i still enjoy it actually <laughs> it is it's I love there's, that there's careful evidence that, that proves it is not a good game yeah they we did, should they do we surveys. should do a negative review feature in every issue called factually bad you know oh, man. like Rick, like there's just no argument on this yeah. <laughs> i will happily yeah. start that i love that idea can i throw just, in a game because yeah, I, I actually like sadly i know this because so I've been making this comic called Little Reavers and like my, you know, my initial, it's a run and gun style kind of, com it's a comic book based on a run and gun kind of theme, but I bring it up because it was based off Gunstar Heroes. And, and so I played through Gunstar Heroes a million times last summer, <clears throat> but then I was all into a treasure kick and I was like, you know, they made a McDonald's game, you know, before this, I thought it was on the oh, NES, yeah. but they made it on the Genesis, right? And so I went back and played it. It's fucking horrible, but the music <laughs> is great. Like, I mean, some people like the McDonald's game, but it's 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 shit. Like, it's, oh, is it's that the one you play as Ronald McDonald? Or yeah, it's okay, because there's on there two on there two McDonald's games on the Genesis. There's like uh, Nick and Mac the Global NES. Gladiators, which is oh McDonald's yeah, game. and then there's McDonald's. There's actually a McDonald's McDonald's Treasure Land Adventure. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. That oh yeah. boy. But that the reminds... music's quite good, and I only remember because last summer I was just like, "What the? F Look, I mean, first off, you got to pay your bills, so props to them. Two, <laughs> who will prove this game? Like, I don't understand any of it. You know, it's almost like they're fuck. We don't know. We're just gonna get high, eat a lot of McDonald's, and make a game. But the music's pretty awesome. So if you like treasure games, you should go check out McDonald's. Was it Treasure Land Adventure? It's on the the Mega Drive Genesis. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the um oh actually I found a boss rush and I was trying to listen to the music. Um let me find the title again here. Uh McDonald's Treasure Land Adventure. Yeah. The cover is just crazy. Everything is crazy about this. This was when everything, you know, cool spot, you know. Um what's another one that was a like a food thing? I can't even I don't even know what else. Noid. Yeah, Yonoid. Yeah, everything had some sort of game. This Pepsi was when everyone Man. and their mother, yeah, had a <laughs> platformer. So good stuff. But before that game, if you had asked me before last summer, it would it uh, it has been and as always will be Pulse Man. 
uh, I had the Sega channel Ooh. back in the 90s. Yeah. And Pulseman was available on that. And I was like, oh, this is like Mega Man and Sonic. No, it sucks. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's one of those characters. I'm like, I fucking love this this look of this character. It's just fucking dumb. To, it's just not very good. But the soundtrack was brilliant. I used to yeah, just this, have my friend yeah, play it like for that. me so I could listen to the whole soundtrack. Yeah. And it was just a great looking game, too. But it, yeah, it's not good. It looks great, sounds great, but eh, that's about it. No. So, um, yeah, no, that was a good question, though. It got us thinking. Uh, let me see what else we got here. Okay, so Mr. Who says, uh, do you think there will ever be a revival for Jet Set Radio and will future ever release on current consoles for a company like Sega that seems keen on shutting down proof of concepts like Jet Set Radio Evolution? I don't understand why they don't take more chances on bringing back something like this when they have no qualms not being able to land on their feet with Sonic as far as more shaky IPs. Uh, We sort of started to answer this, and there are... But yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. I want to say no, but crazier things have happened in the future because of demand. So who really knows? There's Mm. a chance it can appear on the Google Stadia. I've heard rumors, but then I've also heard that the Sega games that are going to appear on the Stadia are just not, you know, the kind of IP that you'd want, like Choo Choo Rocket or some shit like that. Mm. um, That's where I would hope that, you know, like they spend some money on it. I think the reason why we don't see games like this coming up from Sega really comes back to, uh, you know who John Chapinick is? New. He's a journalist. He, you know, uh, he's done a lot of the writing at Hardcore Gaming 101. He wrote some really great books where he did interviews with developers in Japan. And he was writing this book that I was going to do the cover for, where he was speaking to this guy who claimed that Sega was tied to the Yakuza. Like they had kidnapped his sister, and then he had to re- withdraw the story. Oh, it was a whole story. Like he had to withdraw the story from the book, and he didn't want to go on record. It was too late. It was a whole thing. And so I wonder if like their financials just don't allow them to make a fifty million dollar game. You know what I mean? Like I right. gotta wonder, like if the Sonic games are only getting made because, you know, like they can. They, it keeps their T-shirts selling. The other merch. You know, like I don't think there's ancillary merchandise. I come from the world of licensed properties, t-shirts and, and merchandise and stuff. So I know like the reason why movies get can't like Spider-Man 2, I worked on the merchandise for that. And the reason why they didn't make amazing sorry, amazing Spider-Man 2. They didn't make amazing Spider-Man 3 and they rebooted wasn't because the movie didn't make money, it's because the merchandise tanked twice. The amazing oh, Spider-Man really? merchandise. Yeah. The merch I so I I worked at the company that had the sole license for the longest time for Marvel stuff. And I came on board with Spider-Man 3, that one with, uh, you know, Topher uh, Grace. Oh, yeah. The merchandise didn't do as good as Spider-Man 2, not by a long shot. But the merchandise for Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2, literally, like, if the Avengers hadn't come out, we would have laid off half the company. Oh, wow. Cool. It was a colossal... Because there's... there's, 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 uh, there's it's not just your cost. It's you got there's chargebacks when things don't sell. Companies have to mm. eat that cost. So there's nowhere like when when Sega puts out a Sonic game, they can sell Sonic to Target and Walmart in the boys section or the girls section, whatever on a shirt. Even in the dad section or the thing, yeah. there's nowhere to put Jet Set Radio. You see what I mean? Like unless right. they were willing to say, hey, some developer wants to incur the total cost you know, for doing that, that's one thing. But then I was also told that 
that developers that so remember was it in console wars something like they share ownership of some of those games so i wonder who owns the actual game like sega has it but do they have to find people to pay them when these games get made you know because i mean i know microsoft put the bill for jet set radio too right like they were paying for that hmm. if yeah. that was the case why doesn't microsoft fucking do it you know <laughs> serious yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Like, maybe actually for Jet Set Radio Future, Microsoft does have some sort of rights. Then, if they've paid for to like fund it or something, um, and yeah, some, some, you're right. Some, especially with Sega, some sometimes it's actually the, the developer or the original character creator has certain rights, even though Sega technically owns the IP, they don't have the full rights because that's they. I remember talking about going back to Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing and All Stars Racing Transformed. Um, talking to Sumo Digital and people at Sega, when they were making that game, trying to get certain characters into certain games was really difficult because it'd be like, yeah, we'll just go and speak to Sega Japan and Sega Japan will be like, oh, we'd love to give you this, but certain dude like from like 1995, he left the company and he made this character and he owns this character, but he can't use it anywhere else. So we need to speak to him first and stuff. And it'd be like some really weird thing. So I mean, was Jet Set Radio? I don't know. I don't know the full story there, but that so, could be a thing. If that's the case, the real question is, why don't they make a game like Jet Set Radio that's not called Jet Set Radio? <laughs> you know, yeah. like in the event that you don't own the actual IP, you can't trademark the gameplay. You know, you can't trademark yeah. cell shading. No one's going to get it. You know, like it doesn't have a brand record. So all they got to do is make a new game called uh virtual inline skate you know what i mean like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> sonic yeah. inline or sega inline or some shit and put all the same well, you know i mean they could do a lot of things you know but they, in fact they they kind of well sega didn't do this but oh, the actual got one the guys behind jet set radio did hover do, what's it called oh no the game another... no the, the game was called hover there was uh, another game though sunset overdrive oh aww, i did not like that game yeah that i didn't mind it but that that was heavily we could see the heavy influence from Jetso Radio. Right. One of the original creators made both games basically. But yeah, he that was Insomniac. My yes. my buddy Brandon Popovich worked <laughs> on that, so I can't let him hear that we hate it. I'm gonna I, just, I, the, I didn't hate it, but breaking I, the fourth wall stuff when they literally said, Go over to that checkpoint, follow over there. It's just like a video game. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Um, very hard to control actually that's one thing yeah it was a launch game i guess i don't know but um i mean if you do want a game that's like jet set the game hover it used to be called hover revolt of gamers um it's just called hover and uh hideki naganuma actually did a couple tracks in it as well he's the composer for the jet set games uh it was a kickstarted thing forever ago came out two years oops sorry came out two years ago uh it's on steam um i've not had a chance to play it because i haven't had a computer that could until now um i i, I played the beta um yeah a bit and it's way more open-ended than jet set or any of those games were yes um, and there's multiplayer i think yeah they they've added so much content to it and i think that they announced there's going to be a switch version coming out soon i believe you're right yeah so yeah check so, it out it's only 20 bucks so i'd say definitely give it a shot because for as big of a game it is hmm. massive of that games world is 20 bucks is definitely worth it I already know, think I know Rob's answer to the next question. Oh, well, let's uh, hop on down to something town. Um, <laughs> Saturn Memories asks, again, out of all the dormant... Oh, yes, I know his answer, too. Out of all the dormant <laughs> Sega IPs that you'd like to see revived, which ones do you think stand the most chance of succeeding, and which ones the least? Why? And his uh, follow-up, why does Greg Johnson keep putting 
knit caps on every Dojama <laughs> no character. Because he doesn't I, know how to draw heads. Because it, <laughs> it makes them really funky. So yeah, dormant Sega IPs, what say you people? The way that we think will be the most successful or that we want made? Uh, That's his two different question things. is, do you think stand the most chance of succeeding and which one's the least? Hmm. So I, I just want Shining Force Four, guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on, I want Shining Force Saga. I want you to remake uh, the content from three uh, using the Shining Force Two engine. I want full symphonic scores for all three put on. Plus, you know, the the, the Sega CD game put put on there, and then I want a Shining Force Four with uh, Lizard Cube or FDG doing the graphics. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and full symphonic score. And to me, I don't care if it's successful or not. I will literally take it to the grave. It will go on my will that that game gets buried with me for all time. <laughs> I, I love, I love how his, passionate you are about Shining Force. His casket <laughs> will be made out of the cases that it maybe gets shipped in if it's even physical game. If it's I even physical Shining game. Force, just, I, you know, it's funny. I think there's certainly the diehard, you know, shining force fans that you meet online and like on twitter and stuff and they run and like a a whole twitter account that's dedicated Mm -hmm. to it but i've never met just a a regular kind of gamer who's loved shining force more than me until i met rob and (laughs) because i thought i really loved it a lot too but i i he his passion exceeds mine and i and i love that about you rob And you know how jaded I can get. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We all do. <laughs> I think <laughs> there's anything consistent with this podcast is Sketchcraft is a jaded M.O. M.F.er. Uh, I think the least successful thing would be another fucking team racing game, you know, where they just keep doing this. God so, damn it. I mean, uh, right. So the look, answer it, is Sonic for both questions. <laughs> well, look, if I, I'm going to, I'm going to shut up and let you guys talk, but if I just had to guess, what do I think would be the most financially successful? I mean, I, I fuck, are they, I guess Sonic Adventure, like remade? Mm-hmm, if they remade right. Sonic Adventure yeah. 1 and 2 using the Unreal Engine, you know what I mean? Have you seen that demo that guy was working on in yeah. Unreal with Sonic? Using cool. the and he had the spinball mechanics working in 3D. It's like it works. It all oh, yeah. works. So I think that would be the most fiscally responsible version. You know that would make right. its money back. Yeah, I could see that. I I could definitely see that. Um, in terms of like dormant, I think it would be really cool to see because uh, side scrollers are kind of back now, uh, sort of semi successfully anyway. I think it would be cool to see a new Ristar. Um, hmm. Because, I mean, that that game had, was just a victim of circumstance where it came out near the tail end of the Genesis. So they've thrown it on every fucking collection in the world, but that doesn't mean that's a new Ristar. So I think it would be cool to see that. Would it succeed if you could make it cool and just sell on the marketing? But um, I don't know if it would have a chance. And then, like, another more successful idea i don't even know yeah sonic is the one to bank on though i'm like standing here looking at my games right now trying to think of other things that would make i'd love to see another knights game like a proper knight mm. sequel but that'll never happen 
yeah. unless Square Enix makes it, and that'll also never happen. Put it on the Wii. It sucked. Like, that was. Play not, it. Uh, I liked parts of that <laughs> game, but overall, I just pretend it doesn't exist. You guys remember the internet sharing when they announced they're gonna get a new Knights on Wii? That's it. it. Justified the whole purchase. Can't wait. Game came out. People threw their Wiis right out the window. Like just yeah, just, trying to make it fly a, like Knights. Just a shit. Look, let's be honest. The most least, the least successful remake they could make would be Seaman, if not Eternal Champions Three. But you know, like. <laughs> Eternal Seaman. Eternal Seaman Champions. Seaman the text adventure. That would be the least successful. You put Seaman <laughs> on mobile and it would it would sail like bonkers. I guarantee you. Oh yes, the, the <laughs> shit show, right? That's that's mobile, but yeah. So I'm with you guys. Yeah. Like there's just Graham, what do you what 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 would you uh, say? See, I the one thing I would love to see revived, but I know would not sell well, would be a Panzer Dragoon game. Um, I I love the Panzer Dragoon, Panzer Dragoon's Why Saga is my favorite game of all time. Um, also ties nicely into the magazine because it's next issue we're talking about Saga. Um, but yeah, I just know that 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 franchise has never been hugely successful for Sega. Um, I think and... it could pull out, uh, pull off. I think it could be pulled off. I can't do words if like. <laughs> Someone who made JRPGs other than Sega maybe took the helm or something. I mean, yeah, that'd be good. I'd love, I'd love to see another Saga game because that there's no game like that. Basically, Sky's Arcade came close, updated but, yeah. and like just that's it could be a beautiful though? game. Mm. Can I ask you a question about that, Graham? So like, mm-hmm. like the amount of copies of Shenmue sold versus Panzer Dragon, like you know what I mean? They got to be similar, right? In terms oh, of total I... actual sales. Because I feel Panzer, like Shenmue was way more, wasn't it? I don't know. I, w- I would love to see the actual numbers like over the lifetime, right? Because I got to imagine that if Shenmue 3 could get made off what making like $4 million on Kickstarter, then there's no way you can't sell Panzer Dragoon to the hardcores that way too, right? Like, and yeah, in, th- in theory, if you, yeah, you could probably do a Kickstarter and hopefully get the funding from that way. But I like... Basically, Pan's Dragoon Saga partly failed because of, like, in the, in the West especially, they hardly made any copies. I think they made, like, 5,000 yeah, European I think it was copies. 5, and, and it was something like, was it 20,000 American copies or something? Maybe? Oh, I don't even know if it was that, that much, really. But yeah, that and, uh, yeah. and also the fact that it came out near the tail end. Uh, yeah, not the tail end, but, like, far enough in that nobody cared at that point. I, wasn't FF7 out before it or something, too? Yeah, so Final Fantasy VII came out, and that was, like, the massive game, and Sega hoped it would be similar, like, success. But, yeah, in, like, in America, they had no marketing for it. Um, it was almost the same thing that happened with Final Fantasy thirteen releasing the same time as, um, oh, crap, what is that? jrpg now the steampunk sega jrpg oh, i can't remember the name of is it end end of something or something oh, uh, i can't I've got remember it. do you guys know what i'm talking about graham knows what i'm talking 360. about it's only it's called, 360 and ps3 wasn't it yeah i think it was called end of eternity but also something else in other countries um booger man um, my xbox games God damn it, chris every episode <laughs> <laughs> We can't let there be dead air for too long, or Chris will get that in. We're just talking uh, about Boogerman. End of Eternity. It was look. totally Boogerman. Resonance, of fate. Resonance of fate. Resonance of Fate. Resonance of Fate. Resonance of Fate. Same weekend as Boogerman. And I'm telling you, dude, never had a chance. Never. You know? No. Final. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Resonance of Fate. We put that in Game Fan Issue 1 with Final hmm. Fantasy 13. And what? I remember going, what the fuck is Resonance of Fate? <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone did. This game looks so drab too. It was like just uh it's that's what happened that like really flamboyantly gay character in it too. 
I don't know. I just I know it wish. had a really cool fighting <laughs> system, though. It had a really cool, like, acrobatic gunplay type fighting system. Yeah, and the actual yeah. story was really good. And it's made by Triace. The developers actually Triace, and they've done it. They like re-released it recently <laughs> too. <laughs> they, uh, it looks so generic. They, they oh, well, that man. was a problem with it, but they re-released it uh, recently as well. But yeah, steampunk. I don't know. That was just that was another thing of like, why did you do this the same day Final Fantasy? Why would you release it the same day any numbered Final Fantasy game is out? But whatever, <laughs> Sega. Yeah. It's like releasing really a game on Star Wars or a movie the same weekend as Star Wars. Yeah, you're like, what are you doing? You're just taking that out there to let it die. So unless yeah. it's a solo <laughs> sequel, then no problem. Oh shit. Woo. Speaking of letting stuff die, that's the last of the questions. So we're wait, going wait, to. I haven't uh, gone yet. I haven't gone yet. Uh, I have really, no, you're really just going to say Boogerman three times. I'm not. I'm, it's, mine is is the same theory. <laughs> if you say it three times, he appears and kills you. That's the problem. <laughs> he flicks snot at you. He picks your nose. <laughs> that's my personal space. Um, okay, so I want to answer this question really quick. I won't take too much time on it. Um, it's. What do I think has the most chance of succeeding and the least? And both of mine are Fantasy Star. Mm. So here's this. I think the least chance is a new Fantasy Star online game. I think if if everyone wants it so bad, but if if Sega released that game here in the West, I think it would fail miserably because as MMOs go, I think it just has not really been able to evolve uh, to 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 be a successful game. And I just, I think the combat system is just way too uh, simple and it's just not deep enough. And I just, I don't think it's enough now just to play the same areas over and over and over again. I think people expect more out of an MMO um, and, and a lot more story out of it. I just, I don't think it would do well over here. Um, having I said that, Okay. What were you gonna say? Scott? I was, was going to tack onto that real quick before you get off of sure. it. Released in the U.S., I think the only way it would have a chance of succeeding over here is if it was free to play. Hmm. At least that would be how to get yeah. people into it. Anyway, I'm not saying that would succeed because that's a huge gamble. Off. What's but that? Then they'll just be pissed off because it's free to play. Probably. You know, you know all the things that come with it. You know, like it's just. I'm with you. Like, like it would have to be a total reinvention. Mm-hmm. And they would have to market it in the way that Final Fantasy VII was marked as. You know what I mean? It would have to be like it could like if it was like Microsoft said we want an RPG that's exclusive to Xbox One, Two, whatever they're gonna, <laughs> one, two, mm-hmm. whatever they're gonna. I know I'm I'm chuckling myself, but I don't know what the fuck they're gonna. Call you it. laugh, but the <laughs> oh, next God. box. Let's just call it the next oh, box. God. So uh, you laugh now, fucker. But <laughs> but if they if they said we want uh, we're gonna put a two hundred million dollars into this JRPG that we're gonna make you know worldwide launch, so we got a foothold in Japan and we got a foothold, and we're gonna make it a, the next gen you know demo gotta own game, or even package it in with the system, then yeah, you know like look, let's be honest, Microsoft has money to throw away. They really should just go full Sega, Microsoft. You know what I mean? Buy up Sega, their IP, and just start putting real money behind it and give us a real console war again. That's what I think. So I'm with you. Sure. So the game I also think has the most chance of succeeding is a a mainline Fantasy Star game. Like, go back to your roots and and give us, would it be five, right? Fantasy Star 5? Yeah, it would be. Or yeah. was the last one we had? Uh, and, and It has to be spelled P-H-I-V-E. Oh dear! <laughs> oh yes, that's what I want to see. I I would love them to to come back and revisit that universe again, but not 
have any of the PSO stuff with it. Yeah, I could, yeah, yeah. I could, yeah. I mean, it's been long enough that we. I don't see why they haven't done a, another RPG, uh, Fantasy Star Online. Uh, Fantasy Star Game, sorry, not Fantasy Star Online. But yeah. Well, and that's the thing is they publish and help fund all these weird, you know, uh, RPGs from other companies. But like, why not? Why not do what they're doing with Lizard Cube and and work with a uh, independent, you know, company or third party company to to help bring it back and and maybe you could have some of the OG Sega guys uh, who may still be there kind of you know help oversee it and and give some some consultation mm. and advice and things like that can launch exclusively on the polymega oh <laughs> hell yeah hashtag yeah. segway or uh, what about that tommy tallarico thing what, what does he have the yeah the coleco rico <laughs> it could be the game of the all right you know what i mean like <laughs> the fantasy star brexit you know oh, what i'm shit. saying it's got a good ring to it it's got a good ring oh god it could uh, be something all right, so um, that's going to be uh, the end of the mail sack this week, Scotty. Are we zipping it up? It's time All to right. put it away. And put it away forever. So um, now that I put my sack away, I just sit down my head in shame and throw it over to you, Chris. Not my sack, but the topic. The new sack now. <laughs> um, so like I said before, we already talked about the Team Sonic races, so we're not going to beat a dead horse anymore. Um, but we still have some Sonic-related stuff to talk about. Uh, Graham, do you want to you actually take this piece of news? The, uh, the the Sonic movie news. The Sonic movie news. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, slightly shock announcement, I guess. Um, the Sonic movie has been delayed until 2020, apparently to fix Sonic's look. Because, as most people know, they showed the trailer for Sonic, and they've had like screenshots of Sonic, the Sonic movie, for like months now. And the trailer came out, and everyone was like, "What the hell is that?" That's not Sonic the Hedgehog. And yeah, people, you know, the fans are up in arms and stuff. And yeah, it seems, um, yeah, like uh, Sega's or someone is actually listening out there. I don't know if it's actually Sega or Paramount, because Paramount's the movie company behind it. If they've actually said, yeah, we should uh, put a pause on this and actually try and work this out. So there was a uh, message sent out um, basically saying, yeah, we're going to put it on hold and try and make this character the best he can be um yeah so yeah i'm not sure hopefully it's going to look more like actual sonic the hedgehog you know with the joint uh i guess whites of his eyes you know how it's meant to be because of yeah and slightly less human looking. did you guys see uh, that uh that that video that i think scotty yeah. you may have posted in our chat this week where someone went back and just completely changed the look and made it a much more traditionally looking animated style of sonic yeah, it was a little and, janky, but yeah. it's it was they put the uh, cartoony yeah. um, kind of the more familiar Sonic in there. It, it looked, I mean, considering what they probably had to work with, it looked pretty good. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, when I was watching, I was like, "This feels this is Sonic to me." This like this uh, this new character that this fan had managed to put in there. And as you say, it's a little bit janky in a couple of areas, but yeah, considering he's sort of overlaid it over the other Sonic, it's kind of worked out really well. Um, I but, like how uh, the argument against that is that oh you guys the internet just caving in the internet gotta have your way cartoony sonic wouldn't work in a real world and my response is have you people never seen a muppet movie you know like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me you know like it would work brilliant matter of fact i say make sonic a puppet and when he spins just roll a blue fuzzy ball down the fucking road <laughs> if he just popped up and him and tails were fucking puppets i'm telling you i would buy i would buy an entire movie theater 
You know, <laughs> I swear to fuck. And I would be like, Mega Visions presents Sonic the Puppet. You know, like give me all of them. I want the, the all those little little chows, little puppets, all of them. You know, and when and when like and Jim Carrey's like zapping animals and turning them into little puppet animals. You know what I mean? Like, put robots and shit, and oh, it'd yeah. be so awesome. They would sell a lot of merchandise for that, I think. So. I probably yeah, be, yeah. they gotta sell more than whatever they they were gonna do with that <laughs> onesie looking. Wow. <laughs> Ooh, God yeah. almighty. Yeah, and, and surely we're all of an age, I think. That Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Do you guys remember that movie? Yeah. Yeah, which was humans and just cartoon characters living in a world, basically. Um, yeah, so like that makes no sense of they, the, why they wouldn't have an animated version of Sonic. If that makes sense. Um, and they're going to be doing a Space Jam too, right? Hasn't that been announced? Oh, you are yeah. kidding me! With oh, LeBron James, hey, <laughs> I'm going to watch that. But I, I mean, how weird would that look if they try to make like Bugs Bunny and all in in like Daffy Duck? <laughs> if they made them like try to look real, oh like like a real duck? Like how stupid <laughs> would that be? God, <laughs> you know what would be a better? But he's playing to basketball see? too. That's the funny thing. So the problem is Space Jam's going to be basketball again. They already did that sport. We got to get Space Jam in AEW wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, like oh damn, we got to have Bugs Bunny and Kenny Omega going up against Yosemite Sam and whoever the hell else you know is in that league. I, I only know the one guy. <laughs> oh my god, you! I'm six to midnight right now. I'm I'm right there. I'm 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 there. Wow, that would be yeah. Um. So I was anyway. gonna say something else. Oh, oh, uh, they they announced that. Okay, so it's moving to to, to uh, Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day. right? And so there's already a few movies that are announced that are going to be coming out that same day. Uh, the Kingsman prequel, uh, set to explore the origins Ooh. of the Kingsman organization in the early 1900s and up to World War One. I've never seen any of those movies. Oh, I know I people love like those movies. Uh, the photograph, a generational story about love and family, starring Stella, Maggie, Will Packer, and Lil Ray Howry. Well, yeah, Untitled WB event film number three, a unknown Warner Brothers event film announced for Friday, February. Oh, it's actually going to come out the seventh of February, but it's going to be it'll be the weekend before. Maybe, maybe they were looking at that and they're like, "Hey, this this could be a." a a good time to to release this if we have to push it back i'm still surprised they did it to be honest with you like i figured at that point they're like look we're just going to move forward with it and let's just cut our losses uh i i just don't know how much they're going to change um kind of because like what, what rob said a few uh uh episodes ago where they've already you know have most of the the character model built and you know like they can't change the proportions because then it, it throws off everything else. Like when the actors are looking at them and talking to them, you can't like change the height or anything because you're going to have to go back and reshoot and all that kind of shit. They're only pushing it back a few months. So obviously it's, I think it's going to be smaller tweaks, like just things to his face. Um, hopefully uh, he's going to have gloves now because you saw in the tweet, <laughs> the picture actually shows like the, the new date. And it shows Sonic wearing his his uh, hmm. you know his his trademark glove. Yeah, the to clarify the picture is just a sign that says two fourteen twenty twenty, but it's held up uh, kind of like an old Bugs Bunny sign or something. But it's just uh, it's held up. Sonic's hand is holding it, but Sonic is wearing hmm. a glove. Yeah, I I I feel like yes, it's a surprise they've done this, but at the same time, 
movie studios and stuff they really want to make money obviously um and they i think they might be the ones behind this i mean technically i don't really know what sega's involvement is in this but um yeah i'm guessing the movie studio sort of has twigged on actually maybe fans won't enjoy this and they've probably looked at the success of you know detective pikachu or something like that and seen that yes pikachu's kind of more realistic than his cartoon version but he still looks like a cute little thing rather than sonic looking like a creepy weird <laughs> real life talking blue sonic uh talking blue hedgehog um yeah so i think maybe maybe it's down to the studio saying look we need to tweak this um or actually flip side maybe i'm wrong maybe it's actually sega because i know sega japan is very strict on their sonic on how sonic is used and portrayed um there could be a, a chance that sega japan's actually sort of turned around and gone actually you guys are not putting this movie out until this is fixed um, uh, i don't think they're doing that well they, they've been like they've been very strict on that with um like lots of different developers and stuff working with sonic and stuff like any any artists who do sonic draw sonic at all they have to, every sonic um has to get approved basically um for each different game like if it's a western studio especially making it like when sumo digital worked on the sonic all-stars racing games they had to spend back all the stuff like particularly for sonic not so much for the other characters apparently but mainly sonic and the say say sonic team or say say japan had to like approve it each one so i don't i don't know the situation here but i'm that could have been the case i don't know um, yeah i think with with this i think the studios pretty much have all the power um when when they're doing something like a movie uh, whereas like a video game company you know they 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 can dictate a lot more with that versus uh you know when you're working with the studio i think and i think that's a lot of what happened with nintendo and the the mario movie is that they just you you hand over a lot of that <laughs> yeah. creative you know decision making and um to the movie studios and they can kind of you know for all its purposes do what yeah. you they they want to do with it yeah so well yeah someone it sounds like someone out there has made a I w i'm going to say the right decision to put it on hold I, we don't know if it's going to turn out looking better or worse uh hopefully right now fingers crossed he's going to look a little bit better um yeah let's uh see because here's the thing when i heard about this movie i had no interest in it at all i saw the trailer and was actually like i might watch this but sonic does look really ridiculous um so if he fixes it maybe uh well if they fix it maybe yeah it could actually be a fun movie i think it just looks silly and fun and i'm kind of up for that if i know what i'm going in for it could be a good movie yeah, we'll we'll see what ends up happening with, with that. I'm embracing the shit show one way or another. Oh yeah. When do you think? Okay, uh, let me. When do you think we see the next either trailer or next like update from this movie? I reckon obviously December. Have to do it soon. December. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. They wouldn't. I mean, what it was it May when we finally saw a trailer for a November release, and that's how many months out. So yeah, it's. I'd say still maybe by the end of 2019 because mm. it's very early into 2020 when it's coming out. So, yeah, I think that should give it enough time to work on it, but also build up excitement because you know, Christmas time, you know, big movies are coming out, so it's sort of the end of the year, but it's kind of the perfect opportunity, especially if yeah, if they can get the Sonic trailer in the movies for like some big movies towards the end of the year, you know, that would be great. Um, yeah it, um... i would imagine they probably have a lot of that um a lot of the uh the promotion side of things already worked out as far as like hey we're gonna have a trailer that's gonna air like during this 
you know, on this network at this time or something, stuff like that. I'm sure mm. that stuff may already be in place. So they may already know like when they have to have something because obviously they don't want to show the old Sonic again. Like, and yeah. so they may be under a, a lot of time crunch to be able to get this stuff done in time to be able to meet some of this promotional stuff that they're going to have to get out there, whether it's like toys or, you know, like t-shirts and things like that. So um, I wish Rob ended up having a, to, to head out a little early, unfortunately, uh, but he probably could have actually weighed in uh, on this conversation. Yeah. And when he's listening to this later, he's probably like, you guys are stupid. This is not what it's supposed to be. So, yeah. So yeah, this, those this are challenges. for you, Rob. Uh, hopefully yeah. you're, you're hear this and you're, you know, like smacking the table right now. Um, but, yeah, some more to come on and, that. And that's the thing, though. You'd think they would want to make it look. I, I was going to say, I, I, I think that's the thing. You'd want them to make it look as much like Sonic as possible, like, you know, video game or cartoon Sonic as possible, simply because of all the merchandise and stuff. I, you don't want to have it almost be like a confusing mix if there's like this weird real life looking sonic being sort of sold on t-shirts and stuff next to classic sonic if that makes sense um so yeah i, I yeah hopefully and i can't imagine any happen. kid would ever choose the, the movie <laughs> sonic over like the classic <laughs> sonic could you imagine that <laughs> oh god or you'd be like that dad like somehow i don't know sonic t-shirts become super popular at the end of the year and you'll be like that dad trying to get a sonic t-shirt be a kid and you get the sonic movie t-shirt they open it up they're all excited to go oh, it's not Sonic. I, I want to see those those i want to see that that merchandise of just the shitty sonic oh my god <laughs> Uh, he's so good. <laughs> um, next up uh, in our game industry news, so did you guys see this uh, Death Stranding trailer? That oh yeah, yeah, that's all the latest one. Yeah. Uh, yep. What man? I don't even know what to to make of that. Uh, so well, let's back up and say for anyone that has no idea what this is. So okay. um, Kojima, the last thing, the last game that he made was Metal Gear Solid Five, and Kojima is known for just having batshit. <laughs> like political and crazy, but also goofy symbolism and just fun, but weird. And you have to think about it type of satire and everything else. Um, the last big thing that he had, though, was PT, the playable teaser, which turned out to be a teaser for the next Silent Hills game that got canned. PT got taken off mm -hmm. the store. Um, so that's got its own legacy that for what it's worth, my two cents, PT is one of the best video game related experiences I've had with a group of people. Mm. Um, but uh, that game did a lot of things and it was made around the community talking about what it is and everything. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, but Death Stranding is Kojima doing his own thing without Konami telling him what to do and what not to do. It's just him uh, at his, he is free. He is on his his own to do whatever he wants to. So, um, and there you go. There's the lead in. It's Kojima. It's Kojima doing what he wants to. And so they released uh, some. They've they've been kind of releasing a little bit of stuff over the past year or so. Um, and it it stars uh, Norman Reedus uh, from The Walking Dead fame, and uh, also that one weird dude from Matt Mickelson. Yeah, he's a strange yeah. cat. Yeah, he's he was he was the bad guy in uh, Casino Royale. If um... Yeah, he's been in quite yeah, a lot James of games. He always seems to play a bad guy, I think, as far as I can tell. But um, he's a pretty good actor. What did you guys make of the, the actual gameplay? Because a lot of people are calling it like a, a climbing simulator. <laughs> yeah, there's like, I don't even know yeah. how we want to describe what happens in this trailer. There's a lot of, si the trailer is eight minutes long. 
Hong. Um, so there's a lot of like, there's a lot of showing the acting, the cast, which is a lot of good actors and actresses. Um, there's crying. There's still the baby in the capsule. There's, uh, there is a lot of walking around where you can kind of use stealth stuff, which is what Kojima's done is he's made stealth games, you know? Um, but, and you like can kind of create a, a phantom of yourself or whatever that confuses, uh, what's, what's, what's the, what is the word that I'm looking for that um, a decoy decoy? That's the word. Jesus Christ. You can kind of create a decoy <laughs> while you're running away from everybody. Uh, there is a ladder you pull out of your pocket to go somewhere else. You're like bridging. There's, there's, you have a giant to ladder out of his pocket. Yeah, that that's right. Thing that's is hilarious. An acme, an acme ladder pulls out of his pocket. Um, there's um, a lot of, well, there's a wall that's been made pretty obvious with that symbolizing. We have to build bridges to do stuff. Uh, there's a president of shit, whatever Norman Reedus said, this character, Sam, there's someone named die Hardman in the game there's a character named die hardman so oh just you know let that sink in i am 100 on board with this i do not like open world games anymore because i just can't really do them i don't have the time and i get overwhelmed easily with them um but i am on board with this game because it's going to be like not to sound too pretentious but it looks like it's going to be like advent guard like an art game um but it's just a creator wanting to do a creator doing whatever the hell he wants to and he's just been given money by Sony and he's going to make this game and it's going to be weird as hell. Um, the story looks very interesting, but man, the gameplay doesn't look interesting, but I still want to play it and experience it. It kind of <laughs> reminds me. Did you ever play those games? Uh, Red Faction? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It reminds me a bit like that where you're kind of in a you're in a, a more open world running around. Um, it, it, it's it's I don't know. It's It seems so weird. Like, I don't. You're just running around this this isolated forest area and there's these weird guys with these like shock contraptions that are just running around trying to hit you and you're just trying to run away from them. <laughs> like I don't it's it's it seems really strange. Yeah, I see I, I'm not a PlayStation 4 owner. I want to get one, but um because I'm not an owner, I haven't really kept up with this game, but I have seen the trailer now. And I know I know people have been talking about it, and after seeing the trailer, I was just like, oh I do not like the look of this game at all um i'm quite a fan of open world games i do i do think they are suffering from problems these days that there's they're very open but there's so much repetition in them it's like almost like they make the world so much bigger now but they have less content in them and that's what this game looks like to me right now but this is i guess this is an early trade when's it due out actually you know? november. november 8th yeah okay, november 8th. So, it's uh, creeping up yeah so yeah, it's creeping wow, up three months away basically yeah so Jeez. i'm hoping it's kind of looking more towards the end of its development now um and it just looked like there's a lot of just emptiness in this game which i mean could be good i mean that's maybe that's what he's going for um and that's the other thing i'm not a huge hideo kojima fan i really liked the first metal gear solid after that i was just like i'm done with this series i just i started playing metal gear solid 2 and i was like oh man i can't i've, I've played metal gear solid 3 a bit i've got five as well and i could not get into five at all um partly because the world i they, I thought open world, Metal Gear Solid, that could be cool. And then I was just like playing it. I'm like, this is boring. Like the world is dead. There's nothing in it. Yes, you go to these bases and do these missions. But I felt like I was going to the same three areas over and over again. And I was just like, oh yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not enjoying this at all. And this, I guess, this game looks really weird, um, which some people love. I, the story kind of intrigues me, but the fact that it's open world makes me think I'm not going to enjoy it as much as if it was like a linear game. But I mean. 
yeah, I don't know. I can see why people would like it though. It does seem out of the box. Uh, I think he's just he's just getting like all his favorite actors together just to do it. Because <laughs> he also has uh Guillermo del Toro is in it, and I know oh, he's no a way. huge fan of uh Del Toro. Yeah. Fantastic. He well, plays a were... character named Dead Man, I think. Yeah, it was originally uh Guillermo del Toro and Kojima were gonna make Silent Hills. Like that was gonna be their buddy project, and that just didn't happen. So that's probably also why he's in this now too. Hmm. Yeah. So and just looking at the gameplay, I don't really understand what it's meant to be because nobody say, does Graham. And, yeah, and <laughs> that's the mystery yeah i don't know I, I sometimes i think this stuff gets too weird that it's just like that people are like oh my god it's so yeah, weird and crazy it's, it's a so little cool. i'm like yeah it, but it, it, kind it, of it might get a little too pretentious at times yeah. i don't know it's it's cool to have stuff you don't understand and you got to piece it together but at the same time don't make it like indiscernibly deep um, I also don't really care about the Metal Gear series. I I can't do stealth games, um, but I don't know. I want to give this a shot because I feel like more games like this need to happen where there's just no holds bar. They don't have to sit around and listen to the the big man tell them. Well, this yeah. I mean, Kojima I... was ready to be done with Metal Gear or with at least like Snake as a character with Metal Gear Solid Two, but Konami they it made money, so they pushed them to <laughs> make them. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I think actually on the plus side, even though I'm not really fully on board with this game, I, as you say, I think in a way these sort of games do need to keep happening because this is clearly um, a very visionary game creator who has these big, big ideas, which some people love, some people hate, that's fine. But if, if it was just, let's have another Call of Duty, let's have another Metal Gear Solid constantly, it's the, you know, the game industry is not, is going to stagnate so badly. So it's cool that this is happening and I'm on board with the fact that it's happening. I probably won't ever buy it. Even if I get a PS4, probably won't buy it. I'd be interested to look at it, but uh, it doesn't excite me, but I'm really happy something like this is happening. So it's pretty cool, actually. I want so, there to be a place for a game like this in our industry, for sure. Yeah. yeah it's also yeah. kind of surprising uh, at this point, like unless this trailer, unless there was nothing to be said at E3, um i think a lot of people were expecting this to be a ps5 launch game just the oh. way the the trailers mm. the way that they were slowly releasing You're information gonna say, footage oh, oh, on it and, and like a an hd or version of this on the ps5 <laughs> i guarantee you I oh yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if this still is a ps5 launch game yeah i could mm. i could see that maybe happening so um I'm excited yeah. for what it is. So I don't know if I'm actually excited to play it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, I can, I can, yeah I'm with you on that. <laughs> totally. This is going to be one of those games I buy. I'm really excited to play it. And I play it for like half a day and probably don't come back to it. But I, 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 I want to give it a shot. I'll say that. It made me um, want to play Last of Us, and I don't know why, but I just need to play Last of Us again. That's what anyway. I was thinking of when I was looking at it as well, actually. I was like, well, what was that PlayStation game? That was like, yeah, was, oh, man. Yeah. yeah, I just need to play Last of Us again, especially as a refresher whenever the hell Part 2 is coming out. I need it. I I've, I still need to go back and beat it. I'm I'm fairly uh, like far into Where are the you game. in it? Did you get to Pittsburgh yet? I don't remember. I, I got to the... Did I'm, you fight Avos as Ellie? Like there's one boss fight in in, the, in that whole game. Did you even get that far? Do you remember in the snow? I don't think I'm that far. I uh, probably should just start over. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to go back to it, uh, and and play. The problem is, is that I if I'm going to go back and play it, I have to, I have to buy, um, 
the digital version because my PS4 won't read discs anymore. Wow. Oh, that's yeah, fine. It just stopped reading them. And, I mean, uh, you could, it, 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 this is a rare time I'll say it, you could just get it super cheap on PS3 at this point. It's the same game. They just mm-hmm. added a different difficulty mode in PS4. Mm-hmm. I may have to do that. Yeah. Well, the HDs, man, the HDs. I, the it's the, HD it was already PS4. in HD. <laughs> But was that 60 frames per second? I don't fucking know. <laughs> 60 frames per second yeah. of a man crawling through filth. Uh, you got to get that 4K going, man. 4K. Yeah. Yeah. 4K. Yeah. What now? I think that's going to actually wrap up uh, this week's show. Um, the, our panel, Scotty, it's starting to come together. We're starting to get some solid ideas on what the hell we're going to be doing there, right? Yep, we got some panel. We be talking about some magazines and stuff. And uh, for some reason, Chris thinks I should moderate it. So that's what's happening, folks. <laughs> uh, we found out it's going to be on Friday. So if you're going to be going to too many games and you're happy to, to, to show up a day early, typically I go on Saturday, uh, sometimes on Sunday. We're going to be there the whole weekend uh, at our booth. But our, our panel actually is from, I think, 530 to 630 on Friday. Yep, the on indie, the yeah the indie stage i don't know where that's at because i'm not sure what that means that. <laughs> i don't know i uh, think they've expanded the size of it overall because there was definitely not more than one stage last year um so unless that yeah i'm not sure but uh you know we'll have more details in terms of the map and everything and where our booth will be and everything like that but uh we will be there it's gonna be fun yeah i, I i'm really really excited and and Graham, maybe like next year, we, we should just plan this out. Maybe we can yeah. get you to come out next year. That'd be oh, cool. That'd be... Yeah, I would love that. I would love and to I, be there. I, that would be great. I also want to plug that we are going to have a tournament, maybe a couple tournaments, at least one tournament. Uh, should we say what it is now? Does it is it really a big reveal? No, it's not. No, no. We can, we can okay. go. Okay. Well, all I'll say then is uh, it, whoever wins the tournament will get a one-of-a-kind trophy that I am making for this thing. So. <laughs> That's that's all we can say right now. But um, it uh, it would be good to watch your bobbers now. Oh boy. Oh wow. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> all right, uh, that's gonna do it for us uh, for this week's episode. Uh, be sure to uh, to check us out on our Patreon and, and become a member there. We actually, if 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 you're listening to this, we actually um, did our cutoff for issue eight um earlier like this past week so you're too late to be able to get in on on issue eight but we are going to be uh we we extended our run uh expanded it from what we did last issue so we're gonna have some some extra copies and so we'll announce uh how to get those uh at a later date uh once we're done with our patreon fulfillment and once we uh um, are done with too many games because we're gonna have some copies there that we're selling as well so um and we'll we'll tell you how to get those but if you want to to check out our patreon you can go ahead and still become a a member there it's patreon.com slash megavisions and if you become a member you get access to the megavision sideshow where we're currently playing through shinmu 2 and we kind of just take you on our journey and experiences and actually i've been having a lot of fun with that i think last episode was was probably our best one yet scotty I think so. Um, we're making progress, and we're actually having fun playing the game uh, now that Chris has had an aneurysm and trying to get that duck. But uh, <laughs> it is, yeah, that's good. And while we're plugging stuff, don't forget about our Twitch. 
Um, last time I streamed, I played some Team Sonic Racing. I don't think I'm going to play that again this week, um, but stay tuned. When this gets when this podcast gets released, that'll be the day we're streaming. But Tuesdays is when I go, and we've also got stuff Sundays and Fridays. So keep an eye on following us on Twitch, and you can catch up um, through YouTube with the playbacks and everything. TJ Kitsune is currently going through Magic Knight Ray Earth on the on the on the Saturn. Um, yeah, it's good stuff, uh, and I. Yeah, so I don't know what I'll be playing exactly. Part of me wants to be an ironic douche and be like, let's play the OG Team Sonic Racing Sonic R, but who knows? We'll see. Just uh, follow us on Twitch. There you have it. We will see you next time. Take it easy. Catch you later, guys. There we go.